Oh my gosh, I got that new intro working. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Happy New Year, bosses. Welcome to the Cannabis Mom Boss Show, where we empower others to safely and confidently come out of the green closet to modernize the perception of today's cannabis consumer while also teaching business and entrepreneurship skills to create your own unique career path. I am so excited for today's session because I got a lot going on. I am your host, Jenny Blaze, and today we are talking about manifesting, manifestation, how I've made it possible for myself, and how you can as well. And I'm wearing my glasses today. I just want to double check that the audio is working. Yay. We're good. And Serafina is here. Whoop, whoop. And she's in LA. Good morning from LA. All right. So I'm wearing my glasses today. I went to, um, I haven't, I hardly ever wear them because they're actually kind of like loose a little bit. And um, I these glasses are actually like older than my oldest child. <laughs> 25,000. Just kidding. That's from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, if you're not a Bravo fan. But um, these are my very last pair of wearable glasses because I don't have any and I don't have any contacts anymore. Um, the thought of registering an account online and logging in is like my least favorite thing in the world to do. Think like Paul Rudd in what's it called? Wet hot American summer where he's just like, Oh, oh. like that is literally me. Anytime I have to log into anything, I just hate, hate, hate it. <laughs> but, um, so I'm at the eye care center or whatever this morning and the employee at the, the employee there, he was like, okay, your contacts will cost 2520. And because I'm like, I'm so lazy with my eye care. Like, I don't even remember the last time I bought contacts. I think the last time I bought like a massive amount, cause I just like hate the process so much. I was like, I don't want to do this. I'll get laser surgery by then, <laughs> which I never did. But, um, and here we are today. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how much contact lenses cost. And, you know, inflation's going on. I'm like, holy crap. I remember spending, it also like, I remember the last time I was in Chicago. So that's not like the last time I had a an eye appointment, but <laughs> I remember spending like well over a thousand dollars. I had, I got these like, like super tricked out French designer glass frames and they were so cool. I loved them, but they broke. And so these are like my older glasses that are like 14 years old that I've been wearing for like a year or two since the other ones broke. So yeah, he said 2520 and I'm like I was so wildly perplexed. I just 
I think I paused and I was like, $2,520. And he just looked at me like I was the craziest person on earth. And I just think that's funny. Sorry, dude. He was like, no. I thought, you know, wow. Contact lenses are like the same price as tires. No way. Anyways, okay. So I want to make sure that I remind you all to subscribe and turn on notifications to my YouTube channel so you don't miss our live sessions. We are here live every Thursday for Cannabis Mom Boss at 1 p.m. Eastern, unless we have like a holiday or special occasion. Um, I took the last two weeks off for the holidays and I got the flu, allegedly. But um, I was able to still launch the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework, which I'll tell you all about in just a minute. As always, if you missed the live stream, don't worry. You can always watch the replay on YouTube or listen to the audio podcast on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And now Cannabis Mom Boss is on iHeartRadio. Woo-woo! Hell yeah, look, I got double mic action going on. Whoop, whoop. This thing has, um, I got these for my kids for Christmas. Hello. Hello. The call is coming from inside the house. I never met a mic I don't love. Anyways, okay, so... That brings me to our big announcement about the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework, which is live now, where I go through all the tools that I have used to literally manifest my dreams. And I'm giving you all these tools through videos, worksheets, activities to help you achieve real results. I can't do it for you, but I am here for you. And with the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework, you also get a private and confidential one-on-one -on -one customized hype session with yours truly so that there are no excuses not to achieve your results. We're all about results. Results driven, high performing. Um, my first job ever was at a company where high performance delivered was the their like tagline. And I was fresh out of college, so I totally drank the Kool-Aid, but I'm going to tell you about that later. Um, it works, but just use your powers for good people. <laughs> um, the link to the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework is available in the show notes right now. You can literally click the... I don't know. I think it says more or whatever. You can click that. And right there, you can click on um, the link. Also, if you're a Bravo TV lover, you may know that I am the blaze behind the Bravo and Blaze show, which is live on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern on this same YouTube channel, but also on Facebook and Twitter. The audio podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and also iHeartRadio. The handle is at Bravo and Blaze on all social media platforms. So make sure you go follow. I need to take a sip. One thing about being a can of mom, 
always have like a little bit of cod mouth. Anyways, I want to give my mom update for the week. Um, as some of you may know, my oldest has been giving me the, she's making me put in a lot of work right now. I mean, they all are making me put in a lot of work equally, but in different ways because of their age. But my oldest is 13. Um, she's playing varsity wrestling. Um, do you say that playing? I don't know if she's participating in. Um, and she had a tournament where she won first place. So now she's like even more hyped about it. But <laughs> the funny thing is that, well, it's not funny. <clears throat> but I'm trying to be real about parenting here. And the she had two tournaments in the same weekend. The tournament on Saturday, she won first place. And then the tournament on Sunday, she had to sit out because she hasn't been following the rules at school. And her principal and I, we text. We're like texting buddies now. And so we had to inform the coaches and everyone participated in that discipline. But I just don't get it. Like I, she's definitely different than me because I can't imagine going this far in like having this much discipline. I feel like I'm reliving child my childhood again, but like worse because I have to not only like guide, but I have to also like hold her accountable. That's the hardest part really is holding people accountable and holding yourself accountable. But, um, yeah, <laughs> she won first place and then she couldn't participate. That's, um, that's my kid. Um, the four-year-old, her four-year-old, oh my gosh, aren't she is just, I am, loving this age. She's like four and a half. And so she's old enough to have a basic conversation about like logic and facts, basic things, and even some feelings. And she's just so sweet. I just like, you can see her like pure innocence. And I just want to protect her emotional and mental health as much as possible because I'm like, oh my gosh, she's just so precious. <sighs> Meanwhile, on the other hand, my two-year-old is driving me nuts. She just screams, whines, doesn't want to use her words, doesn't want to listen, smiles when she knows she's like not listening and she'll be like, no, like, <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm getting like almost choked. Yeah, that's like, I can't imagine, imagine having like those type of balls. And it's just like inherent to her. Like this is natural. No one taught her this. But that just also goes to show like what humans really are. Like imagine if you were never hurt by anything in this world. World. Like if you believed in unicorns and stuff like anyways, but the 
really great thing about my two-year-old, we took a nap together. Because remember, I still don't have full-time childcare. So on Wednesdays, on Wednesdays we work. Hey, just kidding. But Wednesdays I have my youngest and, <clears throat> excuse me, we took a nap together. And it was just like, I don't know, perfect snuggle size. I don't know. She's just so cute. But anyways, let's go into today's topic. Manifestation. I say manifestation all the time and like mostly jokingly for a while. But now I'm like, oh my gosh. This whole time while I'm joking and being like, oh yeah, manifest. It's actually all the things that I've been doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And all the experiences that I've had where I've had success have all come from manifestation. And that made me think like, okay, what does manifestation even mean? Like, what does manifest mean? I Googled it. <coughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> I'm coughing. Told you I had the flu. Anyways. So manifesting. Where did my definition go? Okay, so the definition of manifest is to display or show a quality or a feeling by one's acts or appearance. Semicolon. Wait, semicolon. Demonstrate. Okay. I thought if I looked up or I Googled manifest that I was going to see something like really foo-foo and like, oh, when somebody's crazy and they think that they have the power to do anything or somebody's so delusional, like something, some kind of mental illness or whatever. Um, just kidding. But I was not expecting this definition where manifest is just to display or show a feeling through your actions and appearance. Like that makes so much sense. That's literally like fake it till you make it <laughs> kind of, which by the way, studies show that works. There's something in our, like your energy shifts and like the words you say really actually start to change your own behavior and the behavior of people around you. So I thought that was really cool. And the definition of manifestation is the action or fact of showing an abstract idea. I thought that definition was really interesting too, because I guess I know I didn't really think about it that much. What, what I thought the definition would be, but this makes so much sense because every, all the tools all the things that I've used and learned in my formal education and through my professional experience at top consulting firms in the world, all of it is making sense. And when you start looking at people's experiences who have experienced success, a lot of it, a lot of the tools and techniques that they've used for themselves come from what I 
used as well. And so what I've done is put together this framework to share it with you all, because I noticed when I talk to people one-on-one, I'm like, oh, well, you can do, you know, this. And they're like, really, that's going to, that's life-changing. I don't think so. It's not like one little thing that's life-changing. It's, it's a lot of little things. I'll just say that. And I think, did I skip over my, no, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to tell you a story of one of my successes. Okay. And this, if, I mean, you can't get any more, any more proof than what I'm about to show you, but, uh, don't forget to sign up. Link is in the bio or link is in the show notes. Okay. Oh my God. This is so embarrassing because I've never presented this like this. Should I do this? This, okay. For those of you who are listening, I am showing a picture of myself in January. It's January 31st, 2010. I was in Chicago. I had just given birth to my oldest a few months prior to that. And I was over 200 pounds. <laughs> and like, I remember this day and this outfit, like I had no, no clothes to it. I couldn't even figure out how to dress for my body anymore. And I was like, I don't know. I'll wear this Dave Matthews t-shirt with a long sleeve underneath, I guess, to try to like hide my body. Um, it was a time where I was not feeling, you know, that great about myself. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to make this picture a little bit smaller while I talk. So I'll just try to quickly give the story of how I got to this point, January 31st, 2010. Um, I come from humble beginnings. My mother is a Korean immigrant. My father is blue collar boomer. Um, I was always told, you know, get good grades, go to an amazing school, get a good degree and get a good job with a big company and get security with that. And you're all set. That's all you got to do and be successful. I don't, whatever that means. I thought nobody told me what success meant. And I just thought success meant making lots of money. What's lots of money? I don't it's different for everyone. Um, so I did all those things. I was like, this is what I was told to do. I'm a very like obedient person most of the time. <laughs> but I, when I left college, I had, I did my internship at JP Morgan Chase in 2004 before Sonia Morgan was a New York housewife. But, um, and they gave me a full-time offer, but I just knew I was like, hell to the no. Like, are you serious? This is not for me. I don't want to do this. And, but I was trained to, I was, my education was information technology, electronic media arts and communications. I made up that degree. There was no, nobody to like model my career path after. And I was like, there, it was a school of mostly like nerdy guys. And like, I went in by, you know, like who I am and just, you know, happy and peppy. And they were like really rude to me. Actually, I'll tell you this other story. 
So I had, when I left school, I had like over 20 job offers. I can't even like, I don't remember all of them. I remember like the top ones that I was like trying to narrow down um, with JP Morgan Chase. I had like IBM, UBS, GE, Target, all these big companies. And one of my classmates, cause I got one of the most coveted offers out of the entire, all the, all of the companies there and the people who had like the same degree, well, similar degrees to, as me, information technology. And it was with one of the top consulting firms. And one of my classmates said to me, how did you get an offer? And I didn't. And I was like, first of all, and I, I don't even think I said anything. I was just like, so taken aback. Number one, that's why, because you're rude. And number two, hello, I'm amazing. <laughs> I made up my own degree and I can hold my own with whoever. So anyways, I'm still obviously mad about that. But <laughs> um, I wound up working for one of the best consulting firms in the world. They spent millions, maybe billions of dollars in training their employees, us, because their product, they don't have an actual material product that you buy. These companies, the company I worked for is like a multi-billion dollar company, and they're helping other billion dollar companies make more money. So it's all in perspective. Just think about that for a second. But I was at this young, ripe age, and now looking back, like they do pick young people right out of college because, and they made it look glamorous because they're like, oh, you're going to travel on Monday to Thursday, and then you can go wherever you want on the weekends, and we give you, you know, the, the cost of your plane ticket home, or you can stay where you are and use it for a hotel there. You can go use that same money to go somewhere else for the weekend, like on a weekend trip or whatever. And so I was living this life for a few years and like racking up points, racking up status, um, banking money because I was never home. Like I didn't have to pay for groceries because we had like an expense or not. We had a per diem. So our company would pay us like $50 a day at that. This is like years ago. This is almost 20 years ago. Um, I wonder how much it is now. Any consultants out there, let me know. <laughs> but and it it depended on like where you were. But also like if you drove anywhere, you'd either get a rental car paid for you or you'd get um, your mileage paid for you, which would always be more than what your gas would cost. So like you almost made money off of driving to work. Like that's crazy. Anyways. So I was living that lifestyle. I drank the Kool-Aid. They, they trained us rigorously. We had like very high standards for what we had to do as far as our training went. Um, where to the point where they even sent us all to like this random place in Illinois outside of Chicago. Everyone who was at the same level, like new hires, across the world, like Africa, Asia, Europe, they all, we all gathered together. And I mean, we partied a lot, but um, 
yeah, this is like, I'm trying to tell, ex- I'm trying to explain how intense this life was. Um, and on paper, like everything looked great. I bought a house before I turned 25, my first house. I was driving an Audi. I was in this state of quote unquote thriving by someone else's definition, definitely not my own. And I know that, and I think back to like my mother and I don't mean to like blame her. Like I am mad at her or whatever. This is just because of what she's, her circumstances, what she put on me. And through that, you know, being like the child of an immigrant, it was always just like, just make lots of money, lots of money. And the idea of your feelings or like living with purpose was never discussed, never talked about. And I found myself in a position where I was, even though on paper and like from the outside, it looked like I was living this amazing life. I was incredibly incredibly unhappy on the inside. And, um, I used alcohol to cope. Um, I partied a lot. I was like desperately seeking love and like, just awful. Like that's probably why I get triggered watching, you know, like summer house, <laughs> winter house on Bravo. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I was like that. It's awful. But anyways, so I was miserable, but you know, and I didn't know, I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what the right track was. And honestly, I didn't know even where to find guidance. Like I had already surpassed what my parents had achieved, you know, fresh out of college. So who do you look to for guidance when like, there aren't many half Asian females in executive positions running big corporations However, I did work for a lot of those companies and I experienced that and I'm like, okay, I get it now. This is about privilege and entitlement because clearly some of these people aren't that bright. Um, and also I'm not sure if they earned their, I've, I witnessed nepotism when I like, Recently, when I first, when I left for maternity leave, like I saw that and I thought that was wild that that's still happening at a company that big. Anyways, okay, I'm not trying to rat anyone out. But um, so I was on paper looking great, but inside not doing so well. Um, and I wish so bad that we had social media at this time. This is like mid 2000s. Okay. This is like 15, 20 years ago. Um, Facebook like was brand new. So, and no one had an iPhone at that time. So if I had social media, I feel like I would have been much more easily been able to find my people, find my interests, see that it's okay to like certain things and not have like my the people in my physical environment be, you know, like saying negative things in my ears and trying to, you know, maybe subconsciously or maybe consciously trying to stop me from growing because then that puts a focus on their own growth or lack of. So, um, 
yeah, I thought everything was great, right? And then um, we had a recession in the economy and I got laid off from my really great job. Um, and I also was, I think this was right before I was pregnant. And I found myself, this picture is right after I had my child, I got laid off. Everyone I knew that got laid off went to this other company where it was like business as usual, we're flying, blah, blah, blah. But I had a kid now, so I could not fly anymore and travel on that schedule anymore. I had to have like a home and like, you know, take care of my kid. So I found myself as a single mom of a four month old baby, overweight. Um, I had a mortgage in New York. I had rent in Chicago and I also had multiple lawyers for my custody situation. I spent well over $40,000 on that, by the way. Um, and this is back then too. This is like 2010. Yeah. So I was, I got to a place in my life where my lifestyle was no longer, I mean, it was like, I was really pushing it. And not only did I have to cut back on my lifestyle of like traveling and buying nice things and going out and partying, but now I had to take care of a child and I didn't have that expense account anymore. So I had to buy my own groceries, like things that normal people take for granted or whatever. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, I found myself in debt and I went from like, up here to all the way down here. And I thought I was going to have to file for bankruptcy. I really didn't know what to do. And when you get put into a situation like that, your survival instincts kick in. I, I was like, okay, this is not good. <laughs> Let's get it together. And it wasn't like something happened overnight, but I knew that I had to get my finances in order. I needed to get my body healthy because if something happened to me, I'm the only person who's there. I was in a new city with no family, no friends, no support system. And by the grace of God or the universe, whoever, I was lucky enough to get childcare very close to my work and it was subsidized. Like if I had to pay regular Childcare, I don't think I would have been able to do it. I don't know what I would have done. But um, yeah, so <sighs> with this, I, I'm in Chicago with my child and I just like basically hunker down. I'm like, this is not okay. We're doing something about this. This is cringy, which is part of my brand, but Go fast forward three years later, your girl lost the weight. This is me in Miami with my friends right after brunch. We um, were tipsy because we we're having like a girl's weekend or whatever. And we like, or we worked out before, but then um, I don't know what we were having a great time. So I got back to that 
like old me through putting together, you know, like doing what you have to do. And I know like this was survival mode for me, but from here, then it went into thriving mode. And that's, I think all these tools that I've used and all the experiences of success that I've had, I think that anyone can do this if you just have some kind of structure and you take a look at your mindset. And that's really, I got to take this picture down. This is too much for me. Whoever's watching or whoever's listening, who's not seeing this, it's a picture of me three years later, lost the weight. Actually, I already said that, whatever. Anyways, so I'm going to take this picture down because I just want to talk about the lessons that I learned um, that you can start applying now, or maybe like start, you know, being, maybe you're manifest curious, <laughs> manifestation curious. I don't know how to say it, but maybe you're curious about manifesting and I'll give you some examples. Like for me, what I think the first thing you have to do when you want to manifest anything to make it happen is you have to really have some self-awareness, but also really be honest with yourself. And like people will tell me, oh, I am honest with myself. Really? Okay. I'm, who do you think you're fooling right now? Like the only way to keep yourself honest, honest, honestly, <laughs> is if you are like really keeping a diary or journal of what you're doing. If you are um, trying to lose weight, then you need to track and write down exactly what you are eating every day or what you are, your physical exercise, because weight loss is all just a math equation. You need to take in less calories than you burn every day. How you do that, there's so many different ways to do that. And it's different, you know, whatever is best for you is going to be different for everyone. But these are basic tools that are really life-changing. And I know like people say like, oh, just journal. Well, what does that really mean? Like, like we need to take a step further. Journaling is different than keeping a diary. And I think journaling really takes your emotional intelligence and maturity to a different level. But if you're in survival mode, you just want like, okay, I need to like lose this weight. I need to get my finances in order, like simple. I've done it more than once. And it's, I, I have not taught the framework on personal finance. I will always refer to Dave Ramsey, the total money makeover, because I've used it more than once. And honestly, like I, I truly believe anyone can do it. And then you start looking at money in a different way you can really harness like what your intention is and what you want to do, what you want to achieve. So you really need to confront yourself. And like from a physical standpoint, if you're like trying to make a physical transformation, look in the mirror, literally look in the mirror, get on the scale, or maybe try on an outfit that you once felt amazing in and be honest with yourself. Like, okay, Cause I've been there. Like I know what it's like and I'm not here to like help people lose weight like that. I am not interested in that, but I'm just giving this as an example of, you know, how you can apply these same basic 
skills and tools to do anything. Um, you have to also confront if you're in a financial situation and you want to get out of survival mode and you want to start thriving, you need to be honest, look in the mirror, open your bills, take an inventory of all your expenses, write it down. Literally, you have to get down to the penny, everything, get down to the details. You can't ignore it. Are you ignoring something? You might be. I know I've done it before. Like literally you don't gain a hundred pounds overnight that happens over time because you're ignoring something for an extended period of time. Stop ignoring things and start being honest with yourself. I mean, and then also once you do that, when you just like look at it on paper, you can start to see like, oh my gosh, okay, maybe I don't need this monthly beauty box. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe I... Wow, I didn't know that I'm drinking this much alcohol. Maybe I cut down. Not only does that help me save money, but that helps me save calories. Hello, twofer. So again, this is like, this can be applied to anything that you want to achieve. And so self-awareness and honesty are like the biggest things. It's one of the biggest hurdles I think that people need to overcome if they want to really truly make any kind of transformation no matter what kind it is. But the other thing is self-care. And I know like at first I'm guilty of this. I get so excited that I want to just like keep working, working, working till I achieve my goal. But I also have no, I've done this multiple times in my life. I, I remember doing it in college where I was like, I'm going to take the most classes I could possibly take, get the most credits done and also work three jobs. And it was like, whoa, whoa. Um, sometimes that's not always good. <laughs> so you really need to think about your self-care as you go along. I remember in January, 2010, I thought I was going to have to file for bankruptcy. I did the work. I put everything down on paper. I was honest with myself. I was like, this is, you know, all right, this is just how I'm going to have to live for the ne you know, next X amount of months until we make, you know, we pay off this debt. Then we go to this or whatever. And there's like steps along the way. And I remember my first like entertainment bucket of money that I had at that time, I was only allowing myself 99 cents a week at the Redbox movie dispenser thing when I would go to the grocery store. And I did that for a couple months. Like I didn't go out. I didn't do anything. I just stayed in and I watched a 99 cent movie for months. But then once I started, like my budget would change and you have to like keep changing your plan as you go, because if you're growing, you, your needs are going to change. And it's good to be in that, that stage. If you feel uncomfortable, you're like, oh, wait, 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 hold up. That's a good sign. Like you want that because that means you're getting out of your comfort zone. That one Redbox movie a week turned into a Redbox movie and a bottle of wine from Aldi's for $3.99. <laughs> so I upgraded at one point. I was like, all right, cool. Now I got a movie and a bottle of wine. That's actually kind of all I really wanted at that point. I'm like, I could do this 
for years. <laughs> but, you know, months go by. Then, you know, the finances change a little bit. I pay off some things. Then I get to the next level. Then I start buying fresh flowers from Aldi's for like $4.99 a week. So I went from, in addition to my bottle of wine and my movie. And I was grateful for those things because look at where I came from. Yeah, it's not much. It's humble. But, you know, six months prior to that, I could only afford a one ninety nine cent movie, you know, so it takes time. And burnout is real. I never even heard of that expression burnout until like recently, actually. But I remember at the time when I was going through this, you know, over 10 years ago, I did not take, I didn't have the money to hire a babysitter. And I just like, I don't know. I think I kind of subconsciously felt like I, I didn't deserve to take a break at that time. So I literally had no babysitter. All I did was mom and work. And my job was very demanding. It was like 40 hours minimum is definitely expected. Um, but putting in an extra 10 to 20 hours on the weekend or even during the week as well is not out of the norm for that industry and that life that I was working in professionally. So eventually I remember just being like, I was burnt out for sure. Did not even know how to explain it really. Like mentally I was exhausted. I like remember breaking down crying. I think I got sick and because my kid got sick and like, if your kid gets sick, you have to, you can't go to work. Right. Especially as a single parent. And so I was just like, I remember I drove to my office and asked my coworker to bring down my laptop so I could work from home. And as I'm sitting there waiting, and this is downtown Chicago, like on Wabash. Okay. And, um, I got a ticket while I was, I like my car was on, I was in the car. I had my like emergency lights on. And this woman was relentless, ruthless. She's like, you get a ticket. And I just like, bust out crying, like had a full meltdown and was like, oh my God. And that's, that was a moment where I was like, okay, this is too much. This is too much for me. Cause I remember thinking I'm sick. My kid's sick. Now I got to go pay this, this ticket that I don't feel like it's justified for. And I don't even have money and you know, whatever. I'm like, how am I going to make money if they won't even let me work from home? Like just for me attitude, but, um, but it's okay. I'm a human. Okay. And it's okay. If you have these poor me attitudes, sometimes, as long as you recognize it and you're able to take yourself out of it. So I remember eventually like, okay. And I think it was when I was seeing my therapist, any doctor's appointments, any like self-improvement or anything like my personal time was my lunch break at work. And I was going to see a therapist at, during my lunch breaks at one point. I remember her being like, um, I don't know. I think I was just explaining all the things that I was doing for how long. And I think that's when I, you know, like hearing it out loud, I was like, I probably need to take a break, right? Like the thought didn't even cross my mind. And so I made, not just like, 
oh, you need a like a temporary one day break. You need like actual I'm I need dedicated time like once a week to take care of myself, to just get away from being a mom and being from being an, an employee. And I remember that first time. And it took a while, too, because don't forget, I, I know nobody there. I have my young baby as a single mom. I don't have any help. So I have to hire help. I and this is when I was able to eventually get to a point where, you know, I was not, you know, like I, I had more than the 99 cent red box movie. Like we worked up to that. But I remember I had to do background checks. I had to interview people, which takes my time. It was an exhausting process, you know, but I it was very important to me, obviously, to find somebody who is who I can trust because this is somebody I'm leaving my child with. Um, so eventually we got to the point where, you know, I felt like, okay, I can leave them. They're in, in our place. We've hung out a few times now. I feel like I can leave. And I just like made a point to leave (laughs) the apartment complex or the condo building, whatever that we're living in. It was in Greek town in Chicago, right on, um, right across from, Walgreens and Mariano's. And I remember walking out. It's like my first time walking out of my building in Chicago without a stroller in ever. Like that feeling, I'll never forget that feeling. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my, like I was skipping. I was skipping to Walgreens. I think I just went and like got like, uh, soda and chocolate or something. I don't know. I think I might've just wandered around by myself. I really just breathing in fresh air, like not having to hold on to anything or like, you know, be scared that my little child's going to like, you know, we're in the city. It's like, wow, I could actually breathe for a second. And I realized at that point, wow, this is definitely a priority because you need to recharge. And then, so that turned into, I had like, I picked one hour a week. I was like, I don't care. Just come for like one hour and I'll, I don't know, I'll run an errand or whatever that turned into, um, I started dating (laughs) bad investment for me at that time. Um, but then I also, I was like, I don't want to date. Like I'm not spending my money on these guys that I don't even like, whatever. Like No, I started investing in myself and something that I started doing that I always wanted to do. And I know this sounds silly, but this goes back to childhood Jen, Jenny. I was like, I always thought that ninjas and breakdancers were like the coolest thing ever when I was young. And there were no like ninja. I mean, I guess I could do like martial arts or something, but like, I didn't want to be like a martial artist. I didn't want to like be a full blown break, break dancer, but I found Cirque du Soleil and I was like, this is so freaking cool. And there was a circus art school that was near me. I wound up taking classes there and going to like two, three classes a week. And I was in the best shape of my life. <laughs> I was in thriving status for sure. But, um, Yeah, little did I know that this whole time 
all these things, all these accomplishments that I was able to achieve, I learned these tools that seem so basic at the time, but I learned them from my formal education and then also my professional experience. Don't forget the high standards that we had for training. Like they were brainwashing us with how to be an amazing high performer. Like you want it done, we'll do it faster. Like that was the, the environment that I was in. But um, I know that everything leading up to this point in my life has essentially trained me to manifest anything I want and to deliver solid manifestations. I've done it for in for major global firms and for Fortune 500 firms. And I've done it for myself. I've been like underestimating myself this whole time. But in hindsight, I look back at all these accomplishments and I see an, a very obvious trend of using the tools that I've learned in technical application development and program management in I was dealing and managing, running and maintaining nine and 10 figure range businesses, like almost like billion dollars. Okay. So <laughs> I've never, and like, I never had a mentor. I never had anyone to really look up to. I was always surrounded by, by these like men who obviously weren't even as smart as me or you. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, I just realized like, wow, if I'm able to be successful in this environment that doesn't feed my soul, imagine what I could do if I stop doubting myself and realize, like put that same energy that I had when I would walk into my corporate professional world, have that same energy for myself. Like, why am I not doing this for myself. And as soon as I started channeling that energy into myself, that's really when all everything started to come into fruition. So, I mean, I want to make sure that I tell you, <laughs> I'm not giving or sharing anything like wildly groundbreaking other than, you know, gathering all the things that I've done, how I've done it, and how you can do it too. And not only do I share all this with you through, like I mentioned, my videos, my worksheets, activities, but I also want to ensure that you achieve your goals by having a one-on-one, -on -one, private, confidential, customized, tailored mom boss manifestation framework session hype session with your girl and we will achieve specific and measurable goals and i don't know I'll, I'll just tell you it's they're called smart goals you can google it but there's a way to use smart goals to really see results in a manner that you want for yourself because everyone is different and I am the ultimate manifestation hype queen. If you want to get that podcast started, let's get that podcast started. Are you looking to make a physical transformation to feel healthy and increase your motivation? 
I've literally done this before. So don't make me show this picture again. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I am so embarrassed by this. <laughs> but also maybe you're looking to, I'm going to put this up. Maybe you're looking to scale your own business, your own small business. I've scaled eight figure businesses. I can help you with your business. So this slide that I'm showing now for those who are listening, this shows all the different modules I have in my manifestation framework. Um, again, the link is in the show notes. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm to make sure that I am on time. Oh, wow. I'm in good with time, I guess. Okay. Um, I wanted to give a housewife spin on my module titles because I wanted you to realize like this is really coming from me. This is like as authentic as I can be. And I want it to be relatable for everyone. So make sure you go check that out. Sign up for the Cannabis Mom Boss Manifestation Framework for the Self-Based Crash Course. And with that included is a personalized one-on-one -on -one session with the ultimate manifestation hype queen. Whoa, whoa, it's not on. Um, thank you all for joining me today. Please make sure you are subscribed. And if you took anything away from this show today, please do me a favor and please share with someone you think it would resonate with who could maybe take something away from, you know, for themselves as well. And I love you all. Don't let you be the reason you're not living your best life. Until next week. Bye.